Hello, y'all. Good to see you. Lee Whaley again here from good old Lithia Springs, Georgia, on the Crusading for Christ Hour. That's what we're going to call it. My podcast is going to be called the Crusading for Christ Hour. Now, we're not going to last. <laughs> we're not going to spend an hour. Don't get nervous. I'm not going to hold you here for an hour because I, I know you won't stay. I know you won't stay here with me an hour. But I want to talk to you today. Get started out about something that, man, I've been seeing on uh, TV. I've been seeing it on Facebook. I've been seeing it all over the Internet. These are the last days. These are the days of the Armageddon. This is the day that the Antichrist is coming. I've even seen posts that said, is this virus, the COVD virus 19? Is this the virus that's going to usher in the Antichrist and all these things? And who knows, it may be. But I doubt it because... um, What I want to talk to you today, if you want to know what the Bible says about the end days, if you want to know what the Bible says about the last days, and I mean, this is this, what I'm going to do today is just going to be scraping the surface. I mean, we'll, there's so much depth that you can't go into because it'd take hours and hours and hours. And maybe over time we'll do that. But right now, today, I just want to read you some scriptures. If you want to know what God's up to, if you want to know what God is up to, read the Bible and pray. The Holy Spirit reveals to you. That's what he says. In in John 14, 26, God said, Jesus told the disciples, I'm going to die and I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send the comforter. And the comforter is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Now, all these folks that don't believe in God are atheists and agnostics. and Listen, I'm sorry. I love you guys. And my prayer for you is that you get saved. I mean it from my heart. I was... I, I, I've never been a non-believer, but I never, up until I was 20 years old, I didn't believe in, you know, I wasn't a Christian. I didn't go to church. As a matter of fact, I was the opposite. I was an alcoholic, uh, cusser like a, I worked construction. I was, I, I was terrible. I mean, I, I dabbed a little bit in drugs, but I didn't like drugs. I didn't care that much about it, but I was a heavy drinker. But when God saved me November 9th, 1975, he gave me a new beginning, a new start. And we'll talk about that some other time. But what I do want to talk to you about today is to what does the Bible say? That's how that's how you know, that's how you know uh, what God's up to. Read the Bible, and the Bible explains everything. John fourteen twenty six says, "I'm going to send the Comforter, the Spirit of God, and He's going to teach you. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you in all truth." And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does, because the Holy Spirit is the part of is the third person of the Trinity: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is as much God as the Father, as the Son. Those three in 1 John chapter 5, it tells you that's the Trinity. Well, we don't believe in the Trinity. I know. I'm not here to argue theology. I'm not here to argue doctrine. If, if, you, don't, if, you, know, if you don't believe what I say, then talk to God. It's, if the Bible says it, and you say, well, that's your interpretation. There's nothing. That's, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about what the Bible says. You can say, well, it's spiritual and it's this and that. And that's where you have problems. But anyway, I'm going to tell you what I believe. And what I believe is the Bible and why I believe the Bible after 45 years. And I'm going to say that over and over and over again. won't be long, be 46. Because that's an important part of my life. For 45 years, that's what I've done. I've studied the Bible. I've been to Bible college. I've graduated from Liberty Bible School in um, 2000. I had... I've been to Emmanuel Bible College. I've been to New Orleans Seminary and took classes there. Um, 
in Dr. And Dr. Stewart's Emmanuel Bible College, and there's some others. But anyway, that's that's really that's not what I want to talk to you about. I mean, my credentials is is, but I've been studying for for 45 years, and uh, you know, I'm not I'm not here to argue with you. I promise you, arguing just don't go nowhere because I've learned over the years that it just don't get you nowhere. I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. And then you just do with it what you want to do. These are the last days. And real quick, the last days actually started in the book of Daniel. In the book of Daniel, when Daniel had prophesied, um, when Nebuchadnezzar had the dream of that great statue, the head of gold and the silver and the brass and the bronze and the iron legs, all of that was the history of mankind from the time of the book of Daniel, when Nebuchadnezzar had this dream. And if you remember in the dream, when, when he asked Daniel, when he, when he had this dream, he dreamed it, and then he couldn't remember what the dream was, and he didn't know what the interpretation of it was. I'm just going to give you a real quick brief overview of that, because it's important. And, uh, and I don't want to start there, because what I want to talk to you about is what's in the New Testament. But anyway, but you need to understand this. When Daniel was uh, taken into captivity, that's what happened. And that was the beginning of the last days of the time, what we call... The time of the Gentiles, and the Bible talks about that, the time of the Gentiles. And uh, Israel became blinded in part because they had refused to obey God. Listen, there's a penalty for disobeying God. And the penalty for disobeying God is he kind of separates himself from your blessings. He separates himself from his hand on you. And when you read through the Old Testament, especially through the Old Testament, you'll find time and time and time again that God would bless Israel when they listened, and when he when they didn't listen, he would punish them. And that was the whole story. And then he gets up here to the book of Daniel and the and King Nebuchadnezzar. Of course, it was prophesied through Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, especially the book of Isaiah. These books are important. If you're going to learn, if you want to know what the prophecies are really all about in Israel, you need to understand those Old Testament prophets, and we're not going to, you know, there's, <laughs> I'm trying to throw 66 books in five minutes here, or four, whatever we are. I'm already six, so we're going to try to hold this down to about 15 to 20 minutes. Anyway, so today I want to talk to you about what the Bible says when the disciples were talking to Jesus, and they were asking Jesus, they were asking, Lord, we know that you've told us you're going to die and all that stuff, and now he's He's on the Mount of Olives, and I want to read to you what it says. And Jesus went out, and he departed from the temple. Now, if you've ever been to Israel and been going over there uh, last year, or in 18, whatever, it seemed like it just was last year, but anyways, when you're, on, when you're on top of the Mount of Olives, you can look out, and you can see the Temple Mount, and you can see Jerusalem. It's, it's just a, it is absolutely beautiful. And he's, that's, that was one of his favorite places to go. And he's up there. And also the Garden of Gethsemane's down there. It's just absolutely remarkable, beautiful. And I stood right there on the top of the of Mount of Olives where Jesus was at. And Jesus would take his disciples to the mountains and, and pray. And he would, would go over there. But anyway, now Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And you go, he, head, he, he heads over to the Mount of Olives. It's got it's a little bit of a walk. Kevin and them. Uh, especially my buddy Jeff kept pushing. Anyway, Jeff, my buddy. And and so they were walking up the Mount of Olives. This is where he's talking about. And Jesus said unto them, he goes, 
and uh, these these disciples are showing Jesus this temple, this um, temple, and then Jesus tells them, "Hey, there's not going to be one of the stones on another, and it's going to be completely destroyed." He's talking about the building, the temple they're showing them. And uh, there won't be one stone upon another, and that's a fact. And we could talk about that, but we don't have time. So anyway, he says he says to them that, and you all know the scripture. He says, if they if they tear this temple down, I'm gonna build up. Blah, blah, blah. And he did. If talking about his temple, but we do know that it's in 70 A.D. that temple was destroyed. But here we go. And he sits on the mount, chapter 24 of Matthew, verse number three. Now, and he sits up on the Mount of Olives, and the disciples come unto him privately. And they and they uh, says and they they ask him, well, if you're leaving, then what? When are you going to put your kingdom on this earth, like the Bible prophesies and the Bible promises? See, that's what they were looking for. That's what the Jews were looking for, when they were looking for this Messiah that would come and take him out from under Roman rule and set up his kingdom and set up his throne, and he would be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he would rule the land. They read about that book of Ezekiel, the book of Isaiah. And they read about how that God himself would send down his son, which he is God himself, <laughs> and rule the world with a rod of iron. And they're looking for this Savior. They're looking for this Messiah. But here he comes, the sheep, the shepherd, the lowly. And he came to die, and he came to give his life a ransom for many, the Bible says. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. There had to be a debt payment before the other payment could come into effect. So... The last days now. So they said, okay, Lord, you're leaving. And uh, then uh, when is when is the time going to come? When you're going to come back and you're going to set up your kingdom? Because they understood this now. And he sits up on the Mount of Olives and the disciples came to him privately and said, tell us then what these things be and what be the sign of your coming. And then listen to what they said. And the end of the world. The end of the world as we know it today. That's right. Today. And Jesus says, listen, take heed that no man deceives you. He said, for many shall come in my name and say that I am Christ, and they shall deceive many. And you shall hear wars and rumors of wars. He says, see that you be not troubled, for all these things must happen. All these things must come to pass. He said, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. <laughs> Folks, that's what we're having right now. I mean, we're having earthquakes, famines. That means starvation, right? Uh, he says there'll be all these things that's going to be taking place. Pestilence, these diseases. That's what we're having right now. The the virus, Cadover virus. Cadover, my wife said, don't call it Cadover. The virus. And so all these things are happening in, in, in diverse places. That means places where people dwell. And he says, these are just the beginning of sorrows. They shall deliver you up. Now, he's talking about the Jews. And this is what I want to tell you right here. This particular part of Scripture is talking about the tribulation period that's going to come upon the earth. These signs are not even dealing with the church age because the church age hadn't been revealed yet. There's a lot of Bible study here. But I'm just giving you some overviews. Get your, get your, get your appetite wet. If you want to know the truth, the Bible says, John 8, 32, the Bible says, if you want to know the truth, the truth is going to set you free. Well, we're going to get set free. So this this is going to, he said, these are just the beginning of sorrows. When you see these earthquakes in diverse places and you hear of pestilence and famines and kingdom against kingdom, wars, rumors of wars. He said, then they're going to deliver you up and be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. 
wow, isn't that remarkable? He's telling the Jews that you're going to be hated for my name's sake. And folks, there's not a group of people on the face of the earth that's been hated more than the Jews. I mean, listen, you can look back at their history. I mean, the Jews have been persecuted. They have been crucified. They have been killed ever since Christ and before. But this is the end times. Now, these are the end days. This is when the time comes and uh, the revelation has happened. This is the apocalypse. This is this is talking about that. Well, these things are these things are just on the outside now. You've heard, you've heard of the stage being set. The stage is being set. And then he said they shall, and many of you should be offended, and you're going to betray one another, and you shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise up and deceive many. What are the false prophets today? Any religion, any religion that says Christ is not the way, there's or he's the way plus something else. That's that's a false religion. Uh and he's he's he said they're gonna it's gonna happen. They're gonna say that I'm Christ. What he means by that, he means listen, this is what he means by that. He's gonna say these religions will say that I am Christ. And they're gonna deceive many because they're gonna say he's Christ, but He's not the only way. As a matter of fact, I was watching a video today or some little clip of some preacher somewhere. I don't even know what, what was that. I can't remember his name. The surprise. But they, Oprah Winfrey asked him, is Christianity, basically what she said, is Christianity the only way to God? And he said, well, I believe that God's got many. No. No. God does not have many ways. God said, I am the way. Folks, listen, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto my Father but by me. There is no other way. Acts 4.12, Peter talking to the disciples, defending the disciples. Peter says to the to the, the men there in the, in the Sanhedrins and all that, in Acts chapter 4, verse number 12, he says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. And men is the generic term for the human race. Not this, uh, you know, men, women, boys, girls. It means that. That's what it's talking about. Men, the human race. But listen. And uh, so these are the things he said there's going to be there. And, uh, and this is going to last about 20 minutes. This is going to be my first Bible study podcast. 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 Pod. Of the Crusading for Christ Hour. And we're working on it. Hey, if you go to www. Uh, crusadingforchrist.com it's there but it's still in Greek <laughs> my buddy that's doing it he's in Greece Thessalonica Greece but anyway we're going to get all that done and we're going to have our schedules and everything off the trip my, don't run rabbits anyway that's fine that's me so many false prophets shall rise and deceive many and because the iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold they're going to get cold they're going to quit they're going to stop on God but he that endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. That is exactly what's going to happen in the tribulation period. It's going to be a time of endurance. It's going to be a time of working to the end. Of course, there's going to be the 144,000 sealed Jews from the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12,000 from the 12, each 12 tribes, the two witnesses, you know, and uh, there's arguments about that. But I personally believe it's either Elijah and, and Moses or, you know, because they were on the Mount of Transfiguration. But anyway, so... Uh, there's going to be the witnesses. Anybody says this too, and the gospel of this kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness against the nations, and then shall the end come. So you see, the end will come when the gospel is preached in all the nations. 
But this isn't going to happen till after the trib after the tribulation period starts, and those those Jewish uh, preachers are going to be out all over the world preaching the gospel again, and the Jews are going to be going back to Israel, and they've been doing that for the last hundred years. It's amazing what's going on over there right now. And in 1948, you know the story about that. All right, I'm already running out of time. Uh, anyway, so he's telling these Jews, these apostles, these are going to be the signs that you're going to see. But I want you to listen in 2 Thessalonians with me uh, just a minute. When Paul's talking to the church at Thessalonica, hey, and this is exactly where my buddy lives, right, where this was at. He says, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letters from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. The day of Christ is, the, is called what we call, the Christians called, the rapture. That's when Jesus is going to come back and take us out of here. And that's going to be the Arpezo Alessio. That means that he's going to be coming back and in a moment in the twinkle of an eye. That's not talking about how fast you can blink your eye. It's talking about how fast light reflects off your eye. In other words, light, the speed of light. And, uh, and he says, don't be shaken soon in mind or troubled by the spirit, nor by word, nor by letters from us. For the day of Christ is at hand. Even Paul himself and the apostles and the disciples were looking for Jesus to come back in their lifetime. That's why he, when he wrote in First and Second Thessalonians, First Corinthians, a lot of places about the second coming of Christ, he's talking in like it's going to happen now. But he didn't know that it was going to last as long as it has, which is <laughs> almost 2,000 years now. And then he says this, Let no man, here's what I want you to hear. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalteth himself above all that's called God that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So this is what he said. When this all takes place and the Antichrist comes, you can read this in Revelation uh, chapter number 6. Okay, that's where it's at. From chapter 1 through 3, that's talking about the church age. That's where we're at right now, chapter 3. Laid us in, the church laid us in. Man, if you, don't, if you like this stuff, stay tuned. We're just going to get better. And so, and so the, Lord, the Lord tells them these things are going to happen. Paul's preaching it to the church of Thessalonica. And he's telling them, he said, these are the things that are going to happen. When the Antichrist himself is revealed and the Lord comes back and gets us. Now watch. Then that wicked one shall be revealed from heaven. For the, he says, for, and we know that, and here's what he says in verse 6. Now we know that what's holding it back will be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. He's talking about the Antichrist, is our, the devil was already working. And he says to him, now he that holds back the work of Satan, which is to be the, the print, he is the prince and the power there, but he's going to control the world at the tribulation period. He says, but the Spirit of God, that's what he's talking about. Now, he that letteth will let until he's taken out of the way. Talking about the Holy Spirit, the way it's working right now. And then, verse 8 says, Then shall the wicked one be revealed, which is the Antichrist, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him, it says, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. With all deceitfulness, unrighteousness in them that perish because, listen, 
they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And now listen to the saddest verse. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Folks, you've you got to get this. All right, may last 25 minutes. When Jesus told this to this, and we, we can go into a lot of depth here, but I'm just trying to give you an overview. Right here, <clears throat> you've heard people say, well, I'll get saved after the Lord comes back. I'm going to get saved during the tribulation. If you've ever heard the gospel, if you've ever heard the gospel, the good news that Jesus was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for our sins, was buried and was resurrected. That's the gospel in a nutshell. But he gave his life for us. If you've heard that and, and the Lord has dealt with you about that and you've received, you've, you refuse to receive that, when you go into the tribulation period, God is going to send a strong delusion that you're going to believe a lie and you're not going to be able to get saved because you're going to be damned because that's what the Bible says in uh, verse number 12. And then, then let me just quickly go over here. <clears throat> so this will help you understand the last days. This, no, he says, and this is 2 Timothy chapter number 3. Now, this is Bible. You want to know what's going to happen? The Bible tells you. This know also that in the last days, pillars times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, proud, boasters, blasphemers, disobedient to, par disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. And then listen in Second Peter, it talks about, this is, he said, they're willingly ignorant of the word of God. And they will not listen. They're not going to listen. These are the last day things. That's how you know. Folks, they are making fun. <laughs> they cuss God like he's just, just another rock in the road. He, they cuss God like he's just another tree on the side of the road. They cuss God and use his name in vain like he's he's just somebody that's just sitting out there with his with his little heart pounding and saying, oh, I love them all. He does. He loves, the, he loves you, but he hates the sin. And the reason he sent Jesus was to die for our sins. And in the last days, the hearts of many shall wax cold. That's what it says. And that is exactly what's happening. We'll go into further detail on the next broadcast, but for right now, this is this is the last one. I got. This. I was only going to go 15 minutes, but it's impossible. Whew! Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned to part two, three, four, and five, and six, seven, eight, nine of the www.crusadingforchrist.com. We're working on it. It's there, but we've got a lot to do. Love you all. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. See you next time here on the Crusading for Christ Hour with Brother Lee Whitey. Bye.